This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right. Second leg of the pod here in the grades, reviews, and aftermath of Patriots losing to the Chiefs going to 3-11 and on the season, still firmly in control of the second overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Oh, but had they not beat the Jets or the Bills, and most recently the Steelers, they would be in control of the first overall pick, which means they would get their pick of the litter a few months from now. But they still have a good shot at maybe getting that first overall pick or still getting somebody that they really, 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 really want at number two overall. Who will be making that pick? We don't know. Now, speaking of Bill Belichick and his comments about people turning on him one day, before we get into the other stuff like Burt Breer's comments about uh, possible fractures within the ranks of Team Mayo and Team Belichick in the building, which we had heard a little bit about earlier in the season, people like, I've I've gotten a lot of guff from people uh, like, Where's your loyalty to Belichick? You wouldn't have, you know, six rings without him. How could, how do you not think Bill Belichick is the best coach to coach this team going forward? You know, how about some faith? The man should be able to coach until he was. Okay. It's not, you're not being a jerk. Like we're not turning on Bill Belichick. It's just like, Hey, we've enjoyed the, yeah, we enjoyed the song and dance, the pony show and everything else that went on when the, the team was winning a lot. And no, we're not going to be the people that are going to be running the big fancy graphics on Fox like Belichick's record with Brady, Belichick's record without Brady. But the facts facts are the facts. This is now the third losing season in four seasons post Tom Brady. It's not exactly like, all right, we'll just slap Judon and Gonzo back in there and wham, this team's going to be 10 and 7, 11 and 6 next year. Like there's holes all over the roster. There's confusion in the locker room. There fractures you got people tweeting about other players leaving and not being appreciated or coached right uh it's this is a this is a mess that is going to need a lot of cleaning up andy like a lot and i've been consistent with this you people haven't always but i was a patriots fan before tom brady and bill belichick i'll be a patriots fan long after tom brady and bill belichick i didn't Mm -hmm. become a fan in week two of 2001 when Mm -hmm. Brady took over and they started winning. I bawled my eyes out when they lost to the Broncos in 1987. Like I I, like I'm a Patriots fan, whether it's Elvis or Pat Patriot, whatever logo or color scheme or you like, that's what I root for. Fenway, wherever. Yeah. That's what I root for. So my loyalty and, and by the way, this includes Robert Kraft. Like you sometimes say owners or stewards or whatever. That's true. I will be rooting for the Patriots regardless of who the coach, quarterback, owner, GM is for the most part. I mean, I guess if you did something really drastic and I felt like I couldn't root for a really bad human being or something. But right. for the most part, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. This isn't about the people there. They come and they go, right? Like, so 
And and this was proven when Brady left. I was just people, thank you. Great pick. Great. Point. A lot of people rooted for Brady over the Patriots. And now a lot of people are telling me they're rooting for Belichick over the Patriots. Well, you're not a Patriots fan then. I don't know what you're doing, but you're not a Patriots fan. You started in this dynasty, apparently, because there's a lot of people, and I don't know whether those are pink hatters or you people, whatever you want to call that group that chooses the person over the organization, but I'm a Patriots fan. And I, I was when Andre Tippett was my favorite player. I, w- I was when Rob Gronkowski was my favorite player. I will be when, insert player's name here that, God, please, there's a Hall of Fame talent coming at some position that I can root for. Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, Caleb Williams, Malik Neighbors, okay. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, one of Somebody. those guys might end up my favorite player for the next yep. generation, but that player will always be under the umbrella of the New England Patriots, just like Bill was under the umbrella. He's not bigger than the Patriots. Robert Kraft is not bigger than the Patriots. Tom Brady is not bigger than the Patriots. I root for the Patriots, and I root for the Patriots to get good again. And from where I sit, Right now, Bill Belichick is not helping them get good again. Bill Belichick is not helping them succeed. He is hindering their advancement as an organization. So, no, I'm not rooting for Bill Belichick. I'm rooting for the Patriots to get back to, and I don't need to be spoiled again. I just Mm -hmm. want to get back to looking forward to Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, football. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be competitive. They're in the mix. They're not, you know, in the mix for the number two pick. They're in the mix. Oh, yeah, give me. Give me eight and six where you're like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we'll see how things go. Hey, down maybe you never here. know. You never right. know. So like this has really started to annoy me. This idea that if you're loyal to the Patriots, you're disloyal to Belichick. OK, then that's what I choose because I will choose Patriots over person every single time. This is probably my favorite rant of yours to date because it it aligns. It's rocks. I'm, I was thinking as you were doing that, like. Now, is he warming this up for a hit on Gresham Fourier? Is this TV prep? Is this, you know, like we just, but I, as, I, as I just with a little jaded sarcasm there in between, uh, I you, believe it or not, even from the old Foxborough fanboy, old uh, jester on the jumbotron here, as loyal as I am to the organization as well, the same team I've been rooting for, my favorite of all the Boston sports teams, my entire existence. I'm a Patriots fan as well. And that's the thing. I used to add it with Tom Brady. Ah, you've never, no, no. I have been watching and rooting for living and dying by this team my entire life. This is one of the things that I've enjoyed is only as much maybe as like Star Wars and some of the other things that I've loved. Uh, you know, I'm, these, I, yeah, Batman, like all the things that I loved as a kid that I continue to love as an adult because I don't plan on growing up anytime soon. I'm a Toys R Us kid and a Patriots fan. But this is the, the only thing you love that's real. Yeah, <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Uh, but like, my God, for people to say that be like thinking that Bill Belichick's time may have come to a close here, meaning you're not loyal to the, he isn't, I'm so glad you said that. He's not bigger than Pat the Patriots, not bigger than the Flying Elvis. He is not bigger than the stadium. He is not bigger than the brand. Yes, he's been a massive contributor to it as well. But our loyalty to what the Patriots are was ultimately tested in March of 2020. The majority of us, people could still root for and be happy with Tom and root for the Patriots. Those two two things can be true at the same time, and a lot of us found out that that was the case. I had a hard time rooting for Brady. I don't love necessarily some of the reactions and takes and spins that I had at the time because I was hurt. I was disappointed. I was really bummed out because there went my single favorite popular fiction, uh, you know, pop culture, character, athlete, Patriot, a quarterback, whatever of all time. And we stuck with Belichick. 
A lot of us stuck around with the organization. We were forced to stick with Belichick. We chose Patriots. Well, now we would just like to choose Patriots and their success above everything else. So people that say you're not being loyal to Belichick means you're not loyal to the organization. Sorry. Hard disagree. Kick rocks. Uh, and, you know, Edelman himself said Belichick, well, yeah, the, the, the return on him. He said he would not be surprised if Belichick is not with the team. He would also not be surprised if he's back as well. So he said nothing. Because yeah, said a whole lot. Said it on Tom Curran's podcast. Said it at, at the at the encore the other night. Um, uh, it's a the one thing he did say though. It's a performance and results based league, and if performance and results are what the Kraft family ultimately bases their decision on, then maybe it is very much time to move on. All right, uh, let's get to a couple of the other things there. Uh, end rant, but uh, I feel better now that you got us into that. Um, so Cole Strange will not be coming to practice uh, or the games the rest of the season. We're not exactly sure to date what happened to his left knee, but his knee is dinged up. He has been placed on injured reserve his 2023 season, which is a disappointment in many ways. He missed a few games earlier with an injury. He was a half yard short week two against the Dolphins when Gasicki lateraled the ball back to him. Like that's a disappointing sophomore season in what has been a disappointing career to date. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't get the pick when it happened. And now a couple years later, don't really get the pick. And I know there was the talk of, well, he was brought in to be a zone running back with everything they were going to do under, I mean, a zone blocker or everything they were going to do under Matt Patricia and that streamlined system and the 49ers stretch plays. And yep. now they've gone back to some of their more traditional runs and he doesn't fit it or bad matchups. Oh, Quinn and Williams is good. Like it's a disappointing pick. There's, there's no way around it. Um, I know Belichick had said he thought Cole was playing his best football um, of his career when he got hurt, and that may be, um, but are you getting first-round value? Are you getting foundational performance-type uh, value out of him? I would say no, um, but he'll be back next year as part. You know, that's the one thing. We had a lot of questions about who'll be back. Cole Strange will be back next year, so that's good. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, so, long that's, as his re so long as the rehab, if it's possibly a torn ligament in his knee, and I think a lot of us were speculating yeah. the way that he went down. Knee's not supposed to bend that way. That looked awfully painful, and uh, sorry to see it go down that way. Yes, not the best pick. No, not the best career to date, but you never want to see someone get hurt like that. Uh, speaking of somebody else that you're not sure if you're going to see in a Patriots uniform again or even in this next particular game, J.C. Jackson. Now, much was made over Bill Belichick's comments post-game as Mike Reese asked him what happened to J.C. Jackson. He was active, then he didn't play. He was unavailable. Yeah, but why was he made active if he was going to, like, let's put it this way, he was unavailable. We come to find out after the game, as you and I were in the middle of our post-game show, um, that J.C. Jackson, via a tweet from Adam Schefter, has been dealing with some mental health issues, according to his agent. This can be now very tricky for the Patriots and for Bill Belichick to handle. If he's having an issue, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but we have to prioritize, and I, I personally do as well, mental health in the modern age and just overall, do you give him, like, does it, is there a special exemption that the NFL provides? Would he have to be placed on injured reserve? Or, like, could it be, like, the non-football injury list, Andy? How, how do they handle this? I think non-football injury list is an option. Some list that I may not even be aware of. You're right. There may be a CBA sort of mental health list. There's like a paternity and a bereavement list sort of, I think, still, right? Something. Um, my guess is you won't see him again this season because he's proven, for whatever it is, fair, not unfair, unreliable, um, mm -hmm. whether it's late to the hotel, mental health, different things. I know Matthew Slater, I would urge anybody, shocker here, Matthew Slater had some really uh, impressive comments about JC in this situation because Matthew Slater is 
maybe the greatest spokesman, talker, whatever. There's an example, by the way. Bill mm-hmm. thinks people are going to turn on him. Matthew Slater could um, intentionally tackle his own punt returner 10 times in a row, and I'll never turn on him because Matthew Slater is one of the most professional people I've ever seen in the entirety of my life. Um, so, Bill, don't pretend everybody turns on you in the end. Be, you know, Some of it is brought upon yourself with the way you treat people and the way you act and the way you handle yourself. But Matthew Slater had some really impressive comments um, about – what the hell does he call him? He calls him by his real first name. He doesn't even call him J.C. Yeah. Is it Justin? No, it's not Justin, but whatever. Um, And I'm guessing you won't see JC again. This hasn't worked out, and I don't know the details. I don't really need to know the details. I know this. As I said, you can't rely on him, and that's the job. I need him on the football field, and if I can't, I'm not, you know, I'll just put him on whatever list and move on, and Alex Austin will get his chances, and other guys will get their chances. Oh, boy, the cornerback position. What a... Whoever thought it would have gone down like this? JC Jackson. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The guy who said it was a house of cards. House of cards. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And the wind started blowing. (laughs) Heart of cards. Exactly. Funny how that worked out, huh? All right there, Pat Stradamus. You can take a point for yourself there. Um, Hey, Andy, what did we think about? We mentioned Pop Douglas earlier in the first leg as we were talking about. uh, Actually, he just, it was an incidental mention, but we were talking off air about Pop Douglas. We don't usually comment on fashion here on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Pop Douglas wore a Pop Douglas sweatshirt into the game on Sunday. You know, the Patriots often tweet out, check out the fit, who's got the best outfit. It's been a big thing right before they they started doing it. Usually it was like sponsored by Delta or something like away game. And like, here's what everyone's wearing. Uh, You know, Brady would be in some $10,000 Zania suit. Then we got to see Cam Newton's outfits and the big hats. Uh, Pop Douglas was wearing a sweatshirt, custom screen printed that had three different images of Pop Douglas on it. A curious uh, choice. Cool sweatshirt if his mother or his brother or his dad, uncle, mm-hmm. best friend, wife, pretty much anybody not named Pop Douglas, if they, <laughs> they wear this sweatshirt, I think it's cool. When you he wears don't it, wear yourself, just like you don't give yourself a nickname. Right. Um, it's pretty lame. It's a curious. Now, we are opening ourselves up to like. His mother died, and the last thing she said is, "Please wear this sweatshirt to the game, Pop." And okay, if that's the if that's if I come to find that out, I'll have egg on my face. Otherwise, yes. it's a terrible look. So strange! What a weird, what an odd, odd thing to do. Um, but hey, you know, again, just uh, 2023 NFL, 2023 Patriots. It gives zero Fs, and anything is possible. Um, and lastly, uh, the Patriots have a new third string quarterback. Uh, Will Greer claimed by the Chargers, which means maybe the Patriots don't have good quarterbacks, by the way. Teams are just plucking them left and right. Teams want their quarterbacks. They're I know their quarter. I exactly Malik Cunningham to the Ravens, Will Greer out to the Chargers. Uh, now their their quarterback, everything Chargers is a mess. Hey, have fun with that next year, Bill. If that comes to be, we don't know anything. You hate him. I knew you'd yeah, turn you turned on him. You fraud, you pink hat. <laughs> it's actually a red hat. I'm wearing a Santa hat right now, trying to put a little seasonal joy into the podcast. Uh, Nathan Rourke. Now I had never even heard of this guy. He was on the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad plucked by the Pats to be their third stringer. Who knows if he'll see the field. I'd be curious, you know, honestly, just the same way that I, I wanted to see Will Greer and maybe you'll see him out in Los San Diego because Easton stick, all these guys are dinged up and what a mess that is. Um, 
Do you know anything about Nathan Rourke aside from the fact that all I keep reading or hearing is like, oh, he was a Canadian Football League superstar, eh? I don't know if he was a superstar. He was like the best, most valuable Canadian in the Canadian Football League or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's his claim to fame. That is, and no, I don't know much about him. I don't, I've learned to not learn these people like Ian Book and and Matt Corral and Will Greer and they can yeah. come through Foxborough and mm -hmm. if they ever step on the field, that's when I'll choose to invest time in learning them. Otherwise, I think he's a uh, spot filler on a depth chart. Yeah, um, and also usually really good football teams don't make 20 plus quarterback transactions and now granted this is all you can now you can say yeah but Fitzy look the Vikings have had four quarterbacks the Browns have had four quarterbacks look what old man Flacco is doing for them having an injured quarterback is not an excuse in 2023 NFL it's a reality that pretty much every team has to and needs to deal with so the Jets they don't have any excuses a lot of teams are losing quarterbacks having issues with offensive talent and still finding ways to win football games same goes with the New England Patriots as well who obviously were not prepared and just flat out don't have enough talent as well. Uh, he is a native Canadian as well. From where? Uh, spent what see what's that? He's from Victoria, British Columbia. Oh, uh, he spent one season at Fort Scott where he was named all KJCCC, then transferred oh, to nice. the Ohio University, uh, where he started quarterback for three years for the Bobcats. Rourke led Ohio to a 25-14 overall record starting QB for the Bobcats while leading the team to three consecutive bowl victories in the 2017 Bahamas Bowl, 2018 Frisco Bowl, and that's right, Andy, the 2020 famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Well, nice. There you go. I'm ready. So um, I was just thinking, if He's this was short. training camp and they signed him, we'd call him a camp body. Mm -hmm. So do we call him a season body? Like, what's the in-season version of a camp body? Because I feel like that's what he is. Yeah, that's season a great, body. It's a great. He's had a bunch of NFL workouts. He has had tryouts with the Raiders, the Jags, the Broncos, the Colts, the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, and the Vikings. Um, he uh, actually, oh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Giants. And the he's got a sweet closet full of like workout clothes. I bet every Honestly, NFL team. Every. Uh, he is the town. Wow, his name is Town Bike. Holy smokes! Everyone oh, goes for a ride oh. with Nathan Rourke. He was with the Jags on their practice squad. Um, oh, actually signed to the active roster December 9th, released on the 16th, two days later, claimed off waivers by the New England Patriots as Will Greer signed with the Chargers. There you go. There is literally the Wikipedia that you could have read for yourself on Nathan Rourke. All right. Um, I'm not in the business of betting you on beers anymore because I've lost enough. Do does Nathan Rourke throw a pass for the Patriots this season? Uh no. Three games to go. Bailey Zappi seems relatively durable. Sorry, Bailey, if I jinxed you, knock on wood. Um, I do not think we see Rourke throw a pass. I don't want to see Rourke throw a pass. I that That's just part of this story that I don't need. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of quarterbacks, though, can I go from the least uh, notable quarterback in Patriots history, potentially? What was his first name again? Rourke? Nathan Rourke. Nathan. I forgot his first name already. Uh, Nathan Rourke to Thomas Brady. Um, wow. before we get out of here, I just wanted to say for the first time in forever, um, that almost cost us. I'm aligned with Tom Brady and his reaction to the, uh, cause suspension. Yes. Definite suspension. And now he's a little, um, snooty in the way he says it's on quarterbacks. You can't throw that ball. You can't put your receiver in harm's way. The, hosp the hospital ball yeah. that Gardner Minshew threw to Michael and Pittman. Now, now Indianapolis is a place made famous for hospital balls. Peyton Manning. Yeah. So is New England. Play. 
Go back and watch. Everybody used to say Manning did it. Brady did it just as often. And his high horse is a little too high for my liking. But the truth of the matter is he's right Mm -hmm. about we can't just keep blaming defensive players for everything and getting rid of defensive players. What was that guy supposed to do? I literally ask that question. It's ugly. I'm not going to deny that it's ugly. Did he launch? But did he? I mean, he's suspended indefinitely, or at least for the remainder of the regular season. I, I mean, did Just he let him catch it. That, is that the point where we've gotten to? Because it could go to the current high school NFHS rule. Current high school NFHS hmm. rule is you cannot hit a receiver who is defenseless at all. You can't hit yep. him in the hip, the rib, anywhere. You cannot hit him. You can wrap him up. You can deflect oh. the ball, but you cannot actually hit him. Is that what we want to go to? Because if if Kazija stands there, let's let's just say he just stands there. And Pittman dives. What? Mm-hmm. So is he going to just like let him dive into his knees? Like can't defend. Mm-hmm. And everybody will say he launched himself. I continue to always say when you when you try to hit somebody with your shoulder pad, what's attached to your shoulder pad? Your head. Your head goes too. like it's it is inherently a straight line muscular made up that word missile killer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. muscular alignment. And I just. And if you wanted to suspend him just because it is contact to a defenseless receiver for a game, but to treat him like he's Draymond Green and that he's done these things over and over again and like that he did something really outside the game of football. No, the game of football is archaic and barbaric. And if you're going to allow defenders to defend themselves and to hit, you're going to get these plays uh, every once in a while that look really bad. Um I'm gonna say I think it it, I think it's a good I think it's really worthy of of a, a like an open minded and educated debate like without people yeah. flying in like Demonte Kazee for a hot take or a hard hit I I agree it's I don't think it's as black and white as you said now Brady's comments uh, uh, QB should not be throwing the ball in areas where they're exposing their own teammates to these types of hits coaches need to coach better QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places and defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. Um, to put the blame on the defense, a defensive player all the time is just flat out wrong. Okay, He's I get right. that. No, he is right, but still, then you have to look at this particular play. Now, this is funny too. Somebody uh, at the Ben Sauce underscore on Twitter, uh, he quotes John Runyon from the NFL uh, in the suspension letter to Demonte Kazee. The video of the play shows that you delivered a forcible blow to the head neck area of Colts receiver who was in a defenseless posture. You had an unobstructed path to your opponent and the illegal contact could have been avoided. I do agree with that. And then somebody tweets out John Runyon, then with the Eagles running over to a scrum and launching himself helmet first into a pile just because he was pissed at a San Francisco defender. Football players make football plays. It's not okay, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's a tough one, Andy. Like Rewatching it in slow-mo is awful. Um, yes, he obviously wants to try to stop him from making the play. Um, but at the same time, let's see, Matt, and let me, I agree or disagree with Matt Adams' take, because he hit directly through the football with his head turned and forced an incompletion. Nice play. The QB put the wide receiver in physical danger, not the defender. What the NFL is saying here is if a QB puts a wide receiver in an exposed defenseless position without possession, you must let him catch it. Doing your job yes. is unnecessary. And see, yeah, it's a t- Football players get it. Yeah. I rarely, he has, and the thing that's not ever taken into account, even by ex players who are in these uh, disciplined positions, is the speed. Because he is making a decision in a millisecond, and he's been trained for 20 something years to 
break up the pass, stop the completion, mm -hmm. stop that guy. That's your mm -hmm. job. And he makes a, a decision. The NFL wants him to let that guy catch the ball. That's basically where we've gone is you have to allow that guy to catch that ball, which is not what football was. It's where it's going. And you know my feelings. I truly believe, not a hot take here, truly believe we're going to be in flag football within 40 years or so, 30 years or so. It's, it's coming post-Olympics and that weather test balloon of the Olympic Games and Tyreek Hill and see how that because you're and Brady, I give Brady credit for this, though, like acknowledging mm -hmm. if we want football to exist. And I think Tom Brady loves football. I think he loves oh, God. Real football. And if we want real football to exist, well, I think it, I mean, Tom Brady could have been fine in flag football. He could stop mm -hmm. just stand back there and pick apart a seven on seven defense like with the best of them. But the fact that he really loves what football actually is, the physicality of it, the nature of it, he knows defenders are just they're defenseless right now. They keep getting just chopped down, chopped down, chopped down to the point where harder and harder and harder. Yeah, you can't do your job. And, and it's yeah. just it's so infuriating if you have any sort of a defensive mindset and if you like the game of football and. You know, because the old school days, your job was to get the other guy on the ground, really, any way you could, any way you had to. And now we're going towards, well, you better think real, real quick at whether you're allowed to hit him in the position he's in. And I just hate that. Yeah. With that split second on the field where your salary, your team's future, your bonus, everything is that yeah, it's, it is a tough one. It's, it's definitely a pickle. You hate to see someone get hit like that. You can't imagine that the guy was literally headhunting or like, I know what I'm going to do hurt this person, or I'm going to try to deliver a cranial or spinal injury to him. Like there was no the way for hit him to hit him without hitting him in a way that some people are going to see as dirty and cheap. And it like, right. there was to no let him make the catch until other, until the rules are changed. Otherwise. Right. And that's, what's going to happen because we're so used to like with quarterbacks now, like the strike zone, you can't hit him up here. You can't hit it. There was no strike zone for cause like there was no place to, uh, deliver a blow or impact the play without people thinking he's dirty or calling for him to be, you know, ejected and targeting and all the like. It just and that's I can't speak to his history. Yeah, you're right. I so can't you need speak to, to his rewire history, though. The league is trying to rewire these guys to say, "Don't hit him." When in doubt, don't hit him. When in doubt, don't hit him. Yeah. And if you go to a, a world where defenders are taught, "When in doubt, don't hit him," well, offense will be on the rise and plays, and you'll be. Why didn't you tackle him? Well, because you taught me, "When in doubt, don't hit him." That's the world we're going down. Indeed. Uh, food for thought and a debate worth continuing, and I'm sure we'll probably get back to it at some point again in the long offseason to come. Three games to, not glory, more three games to who knows what in this Patriots season. We'll be back in a couple of days to preview Patriots Broncos. We'll also give you our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. Mike Cadlick will join Andy for Cadlick's Crucial Clashes. Uh, we'll do our best. That's all we can promise, folks. Until then and forevermore, good job, Terp. Good job, Hart. Okay, by me. This has been Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. We've been brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. For the entire gang here around the holidays, take care of each other, folks. Have the very merriest and the holly jolliest. We'll talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. Go Pats.